Welcome back, folks. This episode of Ask a Black Guy is brought to you by Stateside Vodka. Go smooth. Stateside Vodka. So I got a chance to look at their menu the other day, and these guys are fucking hilarious. I mean, like, they're very colorful, very spontaneous, very upbeat group of people. I have their drink list in front of me. If you're a hockey fan, they have a cocktail called the Dirty Gritty. There's another cocktail called Basic as Fuck. <laughs> That's for you, basic white women. There's a there's a fucking cocktail called John Snow. John, like you're from Philly, and John Snow, like Game of Thrones. God. I don't know if you like Game of Thrones. GOT. I love Game of Thrones. My favorite fucking drink on this list. Artichoke me daddy. You who comes up with these names? You gotta <laughs> go to Stateside Vodka. My favorite drink is Corn Hub. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Stateside Vodka is the fastest growing craft spirit company in Pennsylvania. And better than that, they are located in uh, Old Kensington, Philadelphia, 1700 Hancock Street. You got to get down there. When the uh, world opens back up, get down there, order one of these specialty drinks. The vodka seven times distilled, certified gluten-free. Super smooth, gluten-free vodka. But right now you can order it online. So go to statesidevodka.com and use the Ask a Black Guy code, AABG10, and you can get 10% off your order. You can go pick it up or they'll deliver it to you. Again, that code is AABG10, statesidevodka.com. Statesidevodka. Drink responsibly, people. Or not. It's got electrolytes in it. You're good. Hydrate. I could tell it was a good morning. No, it's not been a. It, it, it's it's it hasn't been a bad morning. It's just very uh, advantageous. Let me just lay out. There's a lot of uh, adversity we had to get through today. Currently, mm-hmm. I'm sipping on one of the worst cup of coffees. It is a little warm uh, week today. We were rushing it. A little weak? I rushed it. It's very weak. This is hot drink. What do you <laughs> even call it coffee? Hot drink, D-R-A-N-K. Like purple drink. On top of that, I'm sitting in some dank. Flooded out basement. Flooded out fucking basement right now. Trying to record. We so we don't have a recording studio right now. We just bounce around from each other's each I'm other's not, homes. I'm not in a recording studio right now. I mean you we, you can close your eyes and be wherever you want to be. Click your heels three times. I mean, what the fuck am I looking at over there? This it looks is like a, a busted out, basted, uh, rusted. I don't know what that is, dude. This used to be slave quarters. There's no, no doubt in my mind. There's no slaves in the north. This was a kitchen. Look at this. That's where they used to cook. Kitchens well, were always a, in the it's basement. Not a slave quarters. You fucking asshole. There were white uh, servants too. Cocksucker. 
I didn't. You just specify. said there used to be slave quarters. Yeah, That's exactly what you just said. I didn't say black slaves. Fuck white you. slaves. Fuck you. Anyway, <laughs> good morning, ladies and gentlemen, from the studio of. Oh wait, wait. From Adversity Studios. <laughs> Live from Adversity Studios, your boy Slim and Smooth. Welcome to another prolific episode of Ask a Black Guy. And in spite of, mm-hmm. we're still pumping out decent content. Quality. Right? It's quality. Content. Decent, my ass. And decent, decent is what you say to an undercooked cheeseburger. Like, oh, it was decent. <laughs> We got quality, bro. Well, and we're also adding quite a bit of listeners every day, yeah. which is interesting. Well, that's the goal. Reach one, teach one, teach one, reach one, each one, reach one, speech one. So keep spreading the word. Visit askablackguy.com. Mm. Go to the comments. Submit topics so we can keep talking to you guys. Still can't get on that iTunes, though. Dude, iTunes is giving us such a hard time. It's ridiculous. Mm. Actually, I think it's not iTunes anymore. It might be our uh, our host, our host, yeah. our, our website host. So we're trying to figure it out. So, but uh, just stick with us. Did you get some All sleep, right, ladies and gentlemen. We got a. Did I get some sleep? Yeah, yeah, I got some sleep last night. It was good actually. I woke up like around good. seven something to set my alarm. You uh, seem more refreshed. I am a little more, dude. Why I didn't get any sleep at all. Like, I literally was up 24 hours just staring at the ceiling. But now I'm like, all right, we got a little energy to go. Had a little breakfast. So, good to go. Got your tummy full? I wouldn't say full, but it's satisfied. I'm satiated. I don't think that's a word. Assatiated. That is a word. You want to look it up? I don't know. What are we betting? What are we betting? What, what's the word? Associated. I've never heard that. Well, just because you never heard it doesn't mean it doesn't fucking exist. Fair enough. Jeez. I'm not arguing with you. I felt like you were set up for an argument, and I'm fucking ready for one. <laughs> I am fucking ready. You're keyed up. I walk around on ready set every goddamn day. We don't have any uh, real controversial topics today, so well, I'm not going to give you an opening. <laughs> I'm not giving you an opening today. I'll, I'll find an opening. You don't have to give me an opening. I'll make an opening. If I want something to be controversial, I'll make it be controversial. That's one not of, hard at all. Yeah, one of our uh, topics, I guess, could be. Not really, though. I mean, yeah, it depends on who you are and how you look at it, but they all can be controversial. Yeah. So, dive right in. Dive right oh. in. Oh. Now, all of a sudden, you don't want to warm anything up. You're just trying to get right in this. No, I meant to the topic. We nope. did warm up. We talked about how we're in this fucking dungeon of a basement. Flooded out. You, you talk shit on my weak ass coffee. I accepted it because I know it was weak coffee today. It yeah. wasn't my best material. It really is. You know, we talked about how I got sleep. We didn't just jump right into it. Well, you were giving me shit on the last episode. We were like 10 minutes in and you said it wasn't slowing up. We were seven minutes and 50 seconds in. And if you want to talk, I, I remember distinctly, distinctively staring at the, the clock. Because I remember what seven minutes and 50 seconds in. So I'm not saying dive right in like we had to right away. But I'm just saying, yeah, we could dive right in. Like, I'm ready for the topics. But I'm okay slow rolling until we get there. Okay. I don't have a problem. I just 
trying to call your hypocrisy. No, no, no. You you just being petty as fuck. <laughs> you want to try to like, oh, look at you. Now you don't want to warm up. Now you want to dive right in. And I, no, I'm not going to allow you to do that. I'm not going to allow you to play that game. Sorry. Not today. Actually, I'm not sorry. I'm not going to allow you to play that game. <laughs> You're shutting it down. Listen. You want to walk in the streets with the big boys? You better make sure your boots are tied. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> How long did it take you to come up with that one? It literally just popped in my head. Good job. I mean, we could we could come up with all kinds of sayings. Mm. I don't need to. I don't need you to. Wanna, you want to sit at the table with the fat cats? You better loosen your belt. See, like, like the E reference. You just did that again, like. Right off yeah, top of your head. I can do. I can, I can do. Give me. Give me a topic. I, give me a topic. I'll come up with something right now. Give me one topic. Shitty basement. Shitty basement. All right. You want to stomp around in the shitty basements? You better make sure you got your mask. <laughs> I can. This is. This is. This is shit. I don't know. It's a stretch. I'll give it to you because you did come I mean, out. Whatever. With Pick something. Pretty Pick quick. Something. Look around the room. Pick one thing. Weak coffee. Weak coffee. Um, weak coffee. That's a personal attack. So now I got to fucking figure out weak coffee. That was a personal attack. Well, I know what you're trying to do. I'm you're stalling now because... <laughs> well, you're, uh, huh? you're also trying to come up with a witty comeback that busts my balls at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see That's exactly what I was trying to do. But I, I don't have anything because... The weak coffee, anything I say, is going to come back on me because I'm responsible for the weak coffee. It's true. It's a win-win for me. Mm. All right. Let's get into this. I got this. one. Go ahead. When life gives you a cup of weak coffee, you better have a pocket of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> that works. <laughs> of course, um, Ask a Black Guy did not advocate or endorse. Or endorse drug use of any kind. Of cocaine. Especially illegal drugs. So, that's our disclaimer. Do we need to say it fast to make it legit? No. Let's go back on. So let me see if we deny approve of any drugs. <laughs> Please imagine the disclaimer. That made it legit. Because all the fashion at the bottom is like the small writing. Right. So we're good. Alright. <clears throat> so, uh. We got three good topics, maybe a couple more. We well, we always start off the show with like five topics written down, but we always only get to like two or three. So yeah. We go to like a tangent. But watch this time, we'll rip through these three topics. It'll be like twenty minutes, and then. Well, if we rip through these topics in twenty minutes, you have to sing the audience a song, your favorite song. Me? Yeah. Cause you jinxed us. Fair enough. What's what's your favorite song? Hmm. Ah, man, that's a really hard question. Well, you got to pick a song. You fucking jinxes, so you, you need to pick a song. Hmm. You know, I don't know, man. Opera? Opera? Classic? No. You want a little Bruce Springsteen? I know you like the boss. I'm not a boss fan. But who do you like? I like everything. I like everything, too, but who do you like? Well, in my teenage years... When I was listening to a lot of music, like first getting into music, it mm -hmm. was a lot of classic rock, Zeppelin, 
I like Zeppelin. The Who, Aerosmith. We'll do something from Zeppelin then. We talk about Zeppelin a yeah. lot. It's like our second, third time talking about yeah. Zeppelin. Um, I'm not like good with lyrics though. Well, tough. You, if you jinx us, you need. You better be fucking good. Pull them up at karaoke, bro. She asked. All right. Mm. Fair enough. We'll, we'll figure out something. All right. Uh, so, I guess the first question that was written in mm-hmm. was, uh, do white men ask white women if they dated black guys? And oh, is that yeah. a problem? This actually came... From my my uh, Indian buddy, who we're gonna have on as a racial guest, Indian Indian or Native American Indian, Indian Indian. Okay, like from India. Okay, yeah. it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be epic. We're gonna do that probably in like the next five six episodes. I want to get okay. that done. But uh, he is pumped, by the way. Dude loves the show. Good. I like I like good energy. So he's been writing in, mm-hmm. and he said. That was the question, mm-hmm. but he elaborated a bit because he has dated many white women mm-hmm. and uh, a good amount of them have apparently at some point while they were dating asked him, hey, why don't or why haven't you asked me about my sexual history with black guys? Because other white guys apparently ask this question a lot. Mm. And his take on it is that they feel comfortable asking him that because he's not white. He's not black. Yeah, he's kind of an in-between. He's a brown dude. He's a go-between. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it kind of breaks that barrier down for the white women. And I guess they feel comfortable enough to ask him that. Well, if you sleep with them, you should feel comfortable asking anything, anything that comes to your goddamn mind. Well, I mean, I don't know how far or how deep into the relationship this question comes up, but so, uh, he says it's happened several times. So my question mm-hmm. to you then, ha- have white women ever brought that up to you? Is this something that white dudes do? White women? White, white men? And I've dated white women. Uh, they've asked me no, have you ever dated a white woman before? I'm like, yeah, I've dated white women before. It's not, a, it's not an issue. Yeah, I like what I like. I'll date what I date. Yeah. You're black, you're white, you're blue, green. I don't give a shit. Like, you don't discriminate. But, no. We just lost, almost lost, almost lost the whole goddamn studio. I just kicked <laughs> the goddamn table, and the thing just almost fell over. Uh, but what I was saying was, I have a friend who told me specifically, white friend. If you ever found out that his girlfriend or his wife was with a black dude, he would leave her. Like, he's out. This is a good friend of mine. I'm like, oh, like, holy shit. Really? Wow. All right. Well, I don't know he why. Told you that? Yeah, we had this conversation. That's, I was like, wow. That's a pretty upfront conversation to have. Well, we you. talk about a lot of shit. I'm a, I'm a, if you can't tell, I'm a very open and I guess inviting individual. <laughs> like, we t- I talk about a lot of shit. All the time with many different people. Hmm. So I don't know. I never, I don't know what the problem, well, I don't know what the problem is about it. I mean, I can speculate, 
but that's just speculation and operating off of well, like, no, I mean, rumors and myths. We got to speculate. We got to speculate here. I, I, cause I want to get to the bottom of this and there, you know, there's not one white dude out there that's going to write and be like, yeah, I do that. Yep. I ask you every chick I date. She's ever been with a black dude. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Like some people, well, here's the thing. Some people do not like interracial couples, period. They just don't like the mix yeah, of the races. Experience that? Have you experienced any like upfront hate yeah. for that? Or from both sides, from black people and white people. Really? Fuck yeah. All right, tell me about this. this First of all, listen, and this is just I'm gonna get in trouble with this. There's a lot of black women that don't like when black men date white women. They're like, why can't you find somebody in a race? You talk all this black black love, black life, and then you go and date outside the race. Yo, people like what they like. They're attracted to what they're attracted to. Just because I date somebody outside of my race doesn't mean I'm not still responsible for my race or I don't have love for my race. Like this isn't that doesn't that doesn't equate that way. But people like to shape and form everything into the perspective that they want it to be and fit you into that box. Um but yeah, I mean, I've seen the ra- I've seen racism on both sides, like on both sides. Oh, and it's even worse when it's like a black chick dating a white dude, because now the, all the black dudes talk shit. Like, come on, shorty, you know he ain't hitting that right. He ain't got the equipment to handle what you what you need. You know, oh shit, or they'll say some shit like, oh yeah, she'll be back, she'll be back, because you know the common saying is, once you go black, you never go back. So that's probably why white dudes get mad, like. <laughs> So you think, if we're going to speculate here, you think that white dudes have been a victim of that kind of commentary at some point? Um, no. I'm not buying that. It's it's the stigma that comes with the uh, um, stereotype, the sexual stereotype, I guess, of black men. Like, we're aggressive. We're very sexual. You know, obviously, the big dick stereotype. And they're probably mm-hmm. like, I can't compete with that. It's like if it's like if you if you if you talk to your chick now, right? And you walk down the street, like you're downtown, and she's like, Oh, that's my ex-boyfriend. And you're like, where? And you look and it's fucking LeBron James. You're like, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> God damn it. You're like, you're like, what the fuck is she doing with me? <laughs> you're right. So that's the only thing. I could kind of like relate it to, and not to say that all black people are LeBron James to white people, but just to give it some sense of, um, just give it some kind of like ground so you could like get a base of understanding of it maybe. But on the flip side of that, if it was Larry Bird, that was the ex-boyfriend, I'd still say the same thing. What the fuck? This guy's yeah. giant. But you know, with this... There's, take race out of it. It's funny because there's we can't take race out of because race always plays the game. Uh, it's funny because it, if you look at the two stereotypes, right? You got two stereotypes. You got one predominantly known stereotype for actually two predominantly known stereotypes for black men and two for white men, and they're completely opposite <laughs> and they balance and each other. Exactly. So, are these? So <clears throat> a white man be like, oh. I don't have a big dick, but I got a lot of money and I got good credit. <laughs> like that's what they that's what they fall back on. That's what they talk shit on. And then they'd be like, and then black dudes would be like, they'd be like, oh, the black dudes, oh yeah, he's got a big dick, but his credit's fucked up. <laughs> like, 
it's a it's a it's a it's a stereotype. All black people credit ain't fucked up. All black all black Jews don't have big dicks. So, well, I'm not gonna say the white dudes probably got big dicks. I, I don't know. I don't I don't just go around looking at white dudes' dicks. But I know a lot of white people ain't got good credit. So, <laughs> so it's I think I think it I think it's just the uh the stereotypes and the stigmas that come with those relationships, you know, especially with somebody that doesn't have any uh, experience with uh, somebody from, you know, uh, another race or something like that. So hmm. I don't know. That's just my, that's the best explanation I can come up with. But have any women you've ever dated said that to you? Ask me if yeah. I, if I ask them. No. Like, uh, had they ever brought up that same topic? Yeah, but not in that way. Like, they'll ask me if I ever dated white women before. And then I would in turn and ask, if I date outside my race, the first question I ask is, you ever dated black people before? So you ask it. Yeah, because the... But it's the, coming from a different place. It's got to be coming from a different place. Because now it's the family. Like, is it, your family cool with you dating black people? Because I need to know what I'm walking into. When I was in college... My freshman year, sophomore year, I dated this girl. I'm not gonna say her name. Very nice girl, very nice girl, and uh, I actually thought she was Spanish. She looked Spanish. She was white. Had no idea. So I go in her room, and uh, we're sitting there, and I'm and I'm looking at this picture. This little white boy, in like this Civil War uniform. I'm like, who the fuck is that? She's like, that's my little brother. I'm like, your little brother? I'm like, he white? She's like, I'm white. I'm like, oh, you're white. I thought you were Spanish. <laughs> I mean, not that it mattered. I was attracted to her, like, so we talked. Or whatever. Spanish or Hispanic? I thought she was Hispanic. Okay. Yeah, let's let's fix that. I thought she was Hispanic. So, long story short, we were talking. Uh, I think we dated for like two semesters, and then we had a conversation. Her mom basically. I met her mom when she was like moving out uh, of college for a semester, going home for the summer, and okay. her mom was cool, like. You know, and then her and I started talking later, and then she was telling me that her mom didn't like the fact that I was black, and that that we were dating. And her mom told her, basically, like if you think anything about you, if you care anything about your career, you better keep him as just a friend. Like, oh, and obviously our relationship continued, and then one conversation uh, we had while I was home and she was home during semester break. Her mom was going to kick her out of the house because she was dating me because she was dating a black dude. She's like, I'm going to tell your father and blah, wow. blah, blah. Yeah, it was deep. So her not. So I actually broke up with her because I'm 18. If you get kicked out of your house, I don't have a place to take you. You know what no, I mean? It's not worth it. I, I, I can't like and I don't want I don't want to be responsible for you being kicked out. Like, you know, I'm a kid. Yeah. I'm 18. You, so I felt bad. That. I mean, I, I liked her. I liked her a lot. Um. So, I mean, her mom, I guess she thought, like, when she thought it was just the black help that came with the school, we were cool. <laughs> but when she found out I me and her daughter was actually in a relationship, she didn't like it. Uh, so that was, that was like, one of my first biggest experiences with racism. And I was, I was only 18. And I'm like, all right. So now I'm, I always ask the question, like, how's your, how's your family with, you know, you dating a black dude? Because I always go back to that situation. And unfortunately... Her mom was just a fucking flat out racist. Apparently her dad was cool as shit because we broke up. She met another black dude, married him. They got kids and they're fucking, I think her, 
I don't want to quote this, but I think her husband and her dad are like damn near best friends. Like they're cool. Last time we spoke, the relationship was good. You know wow. I mean? You know, and I felt bad. Like to this day, I feel bad. Like damn, like you know, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have let that affect me. Like I mean, I'm not like, I'm not like, oh my god, what could have been? Oh, you know, nah, I've, nah. I've, I've I've been here and there in my life when it when it comes to relationships, but. I always think back to that, and that it's always a lesson for me. So. That's my guess. Is your question came from a very different place? <laughs> oh yeah, I remember and what your I, average white I, dude. I remember. I remember my parents met her. We were, uh, I played ball, so we were doing the uh, had like a spring game, and after the game, my mom, my dad, my two sisters, and she was coming across the field, and I was going the other way. And my parents and my and my sisters were behind me, or we were all walking together. And I'm like, oh, this should go right there. And my sister goes, who? The girl in the green top? I'm like, no, the one over there. My sister goes, who? The, the one with the umbrella? I'm like, no, the one right there in the blue shirt. My sister goes, the white girl? <laughs> I'm like, oh, she looks white to you? To me, she looks Hispanic. <laughs> she knew right away. <laughs> From 50 yards away. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, fuck it. But yeah, that was that has been my experience. That's been my experience. So, and then, uh, and then you you meet people who dated like racist dudes before, and I'm like, yo, your little nigger boyfriend, wow, little nigger babies running around. So the ex boyfriend comes back in the picture mm-hmm. because we'll never talk shit to me. We'll talk shit to. Her, what, whatever they argue about, it always comes up to like, you know, N-word Joe. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, bro. Hurt my feelings. You fucking nigger. <laughs> wow. Uh, my immediate response is. Well, he didn't say that directly to you. No, not him. But if I if I ever get called a nigger, mm-hmm. like people, I've been called a nigger more times at work than I ever in my life. Yeah. At ever. work? At work. And, uh. But, you know, we got to be professional, so you can't say what you want to say. But if I, if I happen to be off of work, uh, the first time I got called a nigga, too, I was at in college. And I was in line, and, and this, uh, the girl cut in front of me at the, um, at the uh, I was in line at the uh, cafeteria. She's like, nigger. And I said, bitch, what? what? And the boyfriend was like, no, 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 she, she didn't mean it, she didn't mean it. I was ready to slap shit down everybody. Cause I said some shit like, "Bitch, like you just gonna cut in front of everybody?" Like, it's like fucking air. I'm like, "Oh, okay." What's what's that? I told you the school I went to. There was only like a hundred something people in it, but uh, hundred something black people. But but anyway, so when I get called a nigger, the first thing I I love to do, your mother's a nigger lover. So that's all I say. I go this, right to it. No foreplay there. You're just right at it. Right at it. Your mother's a nigger lover. Wow. And your daughter's gonna love black dudes. And you've had little nigga babies running around. Oh. Little mulatto babies running around. How you gonna like that? I say it all the time. I don't feel bad. You wanna call me that? Okay. Guess what's about to be in your family tree? That's so aggressive. Never, I mean, it's, it's aggressive both ways. Yeah, it is. Just to openly call somebody that with, uh, with no regard. Well, the problem is people are very bold nowadays because nobody gets punched in the fucking mouth anymore. Yeah, there's no accountability. So. I don't like living in that world. We talked about this before. Yeah, it is what it is. Now, 
you say that, then what happens? So that, you speak your words, I speak my words, and then what? That's how, and then that's how it's gonna go. And you better keep your ass over there because now you let me know that I need to beat your ass if you get too close to me. Because now I feel threatened. Well, if it's a woman, what you, nothing you can do there. Don't, listen, don't get too close to me. <laughs> keep your distance. Keep it there. You can talk all the shit you want. Don't come in my personal space. That's how you get fucked up. Man, woman, I don't care. That kind of. I'm not, and I'm not saying I'm an advocate for putting your hands on women. But if you think a woman can't do you no fucking damage, you will be wrong. You will be sadly mistaken. Some of the wildest fights I've seen in my life, the most damage have come from women. Women fighting women and women fighting men. I'm just saying, I'm not saying go beat on them. I'm just saying, don't let her ass in your personal space. That's your ass. Like, you better be aware. Yeah, but oh I mean, God. if they do it, I mean, and I'm a shit talker, so I give it right back. So I don't give a fuck. I talk shit with the best of them. We go back and forth. Don't get close to me. Stay where the fuck you at. Stay across the street. Talk your shit. Well, in the example you just gave, mm-hmm. she was right in line with you. Well, I was about to go at her and her boyfriend, but then I was also 18. Oh, wow. You were young. Yeah. I was, I was, it was like my freshman year in college. I was, I, listen. So you haven't. Like, if it wasn't for her boyfriend, her boyfriend's like, no, no, no. She doesn't mean it. No, 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 no. I probably would have, she probably been wearing my lunch. But did you see there was a video online? I must have seen it maybe three weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. Where it was posted by somebody who was a far right political figure or something. I can't remember who it was, but it was a a video of like three or four black women mm-hmm. kicking the shit out of this white girl in an airport. Um, I saw that baggage claim the, area. Yeah, I saw Did that. you see that? I saw that. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching this. And I'm thinking there's got to be more to this story. Nobody takes a savage beating like this unless it's well-deserved, especially in this climate. Airport. Yeah. And an airport. airport. So, and the boyfriend is like on, falls on top Mm -hmm. of the white girl to try to protect her while four or five of these black women are like legitimately jolly stomping this chick out. (laughs) It's crazy. I saw it. So... I did, I did some digging. I was like, there's no way mm-hmm. this video is exactly what I'm seeing here, right? It's not mm-hmm. just a savage beating for no reason because this girl's white and they're black. So you go to find out, she called him the N-word, you know? And Listen, I don't... And that part of the video, of course, wasn't on there. Of course not. You know? And, but, I, and uh, I've seen that and I've seen a lot of right-wing supporters post a lot of racially charged videos of black people attacking white people for air quotes, no reason. And you only show that one little quote, that little one little section of video. Now, listen, but it, it, it's funny. It's it funny. It happens by both sides though. Don't, no, don't. no, it's funny because when it, it's supporting this narrative that these white people want to push, it's like, oh, look at this video. But when black people put the video, I was like, well, let's look at the whole video. Like they, they play this fucking game. Wow. The talking heads and, do, and the, and I, the sad part is, I don't. Most people, most people don't. No, I'm not saying you, but the sad part is, most people won't do the research for themselves, the independent research to find out exactly what but happened. People, you got to do this. You can't just take some shitty video 
that was edited together and posted on Twitter and take it as fact. Mm-hmm. If something is that outrageous, do a little homework and 100% of the time, yep. something will come back. Yep. Another fact pattern will arise that explains the entire situation. Yep. I learned, I learned my lesson and I'll call myself out on it. Uh, when Trump was running for, I am not a Trump supporter. I am not a Trump supporter. I will stand on that. I will plant my flag. I am not a Trump supporter. Uh, when Trump was running, <sighs> when Trump was running for office, his first campaign, there was a picture of three white women on floating around on Facebook, and they had these shirts that said "Make America White Again." Trump campaign slogan obviously is "Make America Great Again," but it had "Make America White Again." I saw it and lost my fucking mind. I posted it on Facebook. Look at this bullshit. This is what they want to do. Blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. A mentor of mine, white guy, older older guy. I respect with, like he's on the level of my father. I respect him that much. I'm I'm right here. You don't have to say his name. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, 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 he told me, like, hey, he didn't say it because he knew what it was. He said, you probably should do some more research into this. I'm not telling you what to do and what not to do. I'm just saying you should try not to react to everything that you see all the time without doing independent research. So I was like, all right. So I went and did research. And the shirts that the women wear, I found the original picture. The original picture was Make America Great Again. It was the campaign slogan. But somebody photoshopped it and put it out there, and, and now, and I had to go and take it down and apologize. I I ate that. Like, yo, I put it up. I was wrong. I caused more people to be upset and agitated by shit that wasn't true. And now, if I'm on social media, if I see something, the first thing I do is I fact check it. And if it's wrong, guess what? The person I saw, yo, this isn't right. This is wrong. Not only is it wrong, here's the link where you can find the actual information. And I hold myself to that standard. And I hope my friends hold me to that standard too. Like, if you see me post some shit, yo, if it's wrong, fact check it. If I'm wrong, give me where I can go find it, where I can learn, read up on it, mm-hmm. and boom. I'll, I'll eat that. I'll apologize. I'll eat crow. Like, fuck it. I'm not You got to. But people don't do that. They don't do the independent research. They just take what people are giving them and they just regurgitate it blindly. That's very irresponsible. But that's... The entire strategy it's terrible. of discourse. Mm. And it's also the strategy that both extreme left and extreme right do. Yeah, it's terrible. And they use what I like to term useful idiots to mm. just then regurgitate, retweet, share these ridiculous posts that aren't based in fact. And, it, yeah. and all it does is sow seeds of discourse. That's bad. It's a real, it's a, it's the real epidemic in America right now. It really is. Idiocracy. Dude, I can't even watch that movie. T-shirts. I cannot watch that movie anymore. Rise above idiocracy. It used to be funny. It's fucking terrifying now. What? Idiocracy, the movie. There's a movie called Idiocracy? Oh boy. Oh jeez. It's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. That's why the t-shirt exists. I didn't, this is a t-shirt? Yeah. That's why the slogan exists. 
Rise Above Idiocracy. I, I thought I literally just made that up. I didn't know it was a movie or a t-shirt or nothing. No, no. It's coming back to life. So there was this movie that was made in the, I don't know, late 90s or early 2000s. I can't remember exactly when it came out. Idiocracy. And it's idea. about America into the future. <laughs> no shit. And it's just idiots breeding with idiots over and over again. <laughs> and <laughs> Are you serious? It's just, oh my God, dude. Oh, we got to put that on, on the gram. On a, we got to post that. Oh, we're, we're way late to that party. That's, that's already blown through social media. Really? Oh, yeah. Dude, watch the movie. I can't believe you haven't seen that movie. No, I didn't even know anything about it. Yeah. Definitely go watch that movie. Oh, man. Maybe, maybe that's a... Uh, maybe that's a black white thing. I wonder if... Like, is it just a pop culture thing? Maybe it's a... I never like your friends it. never told you about idiocracy. I've never heard of it. Hmm. You never talked about it's it? fascinating. Mm-mm. Yeah. Go watch it. It's curious. So, it's a comedy. But that shit is so real now, it's terrifying. Mm. You ever... This happens to me a lot. I'm driving around. Sometimes I'm in traffic or at a traffic light or something. And I look on either side of me and I'm looking at these people driving these cars and I'm like, they just look so dumb. They just got these dumb looks on their face. Do you ever have that? Like, it's nothing personal. It's just like, yeah. a, they just look like there's no thought or spark going on in their brain. I would say no thought. And that terrifies me. I would say no thought. Uh, they are, they walk around and what is known, I know like the police community uh, refers to it as conditioned white. Like I don't know what is. completely oblivious to everything and anything around them in their environment. What is that like? That must I, be I very relaxing. But it's funny because I know in law enforcement communities and in religious communities, they refer to the human population as sheep. Even in religious Christian community, mm-hmm. they refer to the religious or the, uh, the followers as sheep. Congregation, yeah. Who needs to be protected by the huh. shepherd. Jesus is and, the shepherd. And religion. Right. And like the wolves in law enforcement is supposed to be like, or the right. sheepdogs. Sheepdogs from the wolves, which is... Criminals. Criminals. And like from any, I don't know what it is in religion, like Satan, I guess you want to say. The devil, evil, whatever. Um... And I just find it funny the comparison that in both uh, forms that I saw that people are referred to as sheep, and it's not a good thing because sheep are dumb. Like they, they have a collective mindset. Like if you take a, a herd of sheep and you run them to a cliff, they will all go over that fucking cliff. Yeah. They won't look up. They won't look up. They will all fucking run over the fucking cliff. And that's society. Everybody's just running to the cliff. And nobody's fucking looking up. That's what's scary. That's what I'm saying. Do you ever get that? Do you ever are you ever surrounded by people? Yes. And realize like, I see it. But I'm more so like I'm walking down the street and I see people with their faces buried in their phone and they don't even look up. They'll walk a whole block. Yep. And I say to myself, if I wanted to rob somebody, it would be you. Yeah, of course. I'll be on you in 13 seconds. You won't know what happened. I'm on you, I'm off, I'm going. 
Yep. While you're trying to type on fucking Twitter. I know. And I walk around the exact opposite. I wish I could walk around like that. I would be so I don't want to walk around that. That shit terrifies me. Well, but think about the mental state that they're in. They're allowed to live like that because of a society. Well, I mean, you could still be victimized. There's no doubt about that. But the probability of you getting robbed walking down the street is very low. So you could go oh. through your entire life, never experience any kind of negative effect from living your life like that. And in fact, you might live longer because you have no stress, no worries. But me, yeah, walking down the street- knock you upside your fucking head. Yeah, but again, pretty low probability of that. If, I mean, I feel like I would sleep a lot better at night if I had that kind of ability to shut my brain off to my surroundings. But I don't. I walk down the street like a neurotic prick. Me too. Looking at everybody. I'm making sure I get eye contact. Me too. Like, what's this dude doing over here? Or if I'm in a restaurant, I'm looking at the door, looking at everyone around me. Like, I'm the I'm, exact same way. I'm a freak. Uh, yeah, the exact same way. <laughs> and I'll probably uh, yeah. be dead by the time I'm 50 because of it. From stress, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't turn it off. I can't turn it off. That terrifies me. It's scary. They know that... People in my family walk around like that too. That's like, exactly. I try to I try to teach Probably. my kids, you know, pay attention to this. Yep. Pay attention to that. Like, look at this. Like, it's to the point where I have conversations with my daughter. I'm like, yo, if something happens to me, you need to run this way. Go, I will tell you, if I can tell you, run. Like, you know, but if something happens to me, don't stick around. Mm -mm. Get the fuck out of here. Go. Yeah. Like, I teach my daughter the same thing. I don't want her to live this cloistered life. I where, the same thing. you know, everybody is hunky-dory, everything's fine, no chance of anything bad happening. Um, you got to be more real. And these people, I look around, I see it all the time, and that scares me. Very, very scary. I agree. It's terrifying. Hmm. So you do get that same feeling. You'll look all around. Time. All the time. It just, it just dawned on me on my way up here. I was in a little bit of traffic on 95, mm -hmm. you know, we're uh, tapping the brakes, creeping along and I'm looking around, I'm in the fast lane. I look over and I see this, this lady and she is Zoned right in. up on the steering wheel. Just like her seat does not need to be that close to the steering wheel. I don't know what that, that strategy is of driving. Never got know. it. I don't know what that but is. She's right up on it and she's looking ahead but her mouth is just wide open. Mm -hmm. Just straight mouth breathing. You know, like jaw hanging, no spark in the eyes. Mouth breathers. Yeah. That's a reference to uh, Stranger Things. I <laughs> yeah. love that show. Yeah, that is a good show. But you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, man, no. I bet... In a sample of 20 people driving in this chunk of traffic right here, out of 100, they're going to be this, this same person. Oh, yeah. That's, that's some scary shit. Or they wouldn't make it in L.A. because they all have their faces buried in their phone while they're driving. They're going to get fucking carjacked. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And then these people get elected and they are now public officials. Mm -hmm. representatives 
and it's terrible. they create policy. That doesn't scare you? It does scare me. And I'm glad you brought that up because there's a lot of people who are politicians who are fucking terrible. Really, and I think, really stupid. So here's my thing when it comes to politicians, if you want to run for office. So I don't know if we talked about this on the show before. We probably did. I don't remember. But if I had a company, I think, I think we talked about this before. Let me know if I did. Okay. Right? I had a computer company. And in this computer company, we handled software, uh, internet infrastructure, and we handled hardware. Right? Okay. And I have one job opening. I have four candidates. I got one who only specializes in software, one who only specializes in internet infrastructure, one that only specializes in or only has experience in hardware, and I have one that has experience in all three areas, right? Who am I going to hire? Who should I hire? Hmm. I don't know. It depends. The best person for the job is the one who have experience in multiple areas. Not always. Because a jack of all trade is not a master at any one. All right, I'll give you that. But for the overall good of the company. Right. Somebody with knowledge and everything. So why is politics not the same? Why are we electing officials? Like, for instance, if you elect a white official... A lot of times they only have experience with white people, mm-hmm. but they're making laws and policies for white people, black people, Hispanic people, Asian people, mm-hmm. with no interactions with any of these people on a daily basis or throughout any part of their life mm-hmm. ever. Why are they making policy for the entire country when they only have experience with one culture? I think if you want to be a politician, you have to serve time in different communities, at least four or five years. You need to spend time in a white community, time in a Hispanic community, time in an Asian community, time in a black community. And I'm talking about a, a year minimum mm-hmm. in these communities before you're allowed to run for public office. That way, you know, hey, I've worked with black people for at least a year. How many, pe- how many black people you came across? Even if you come across 200 or 100 you probably make connections with two or three. Same thing with white people. Same thing with Asian. You probably have a connection with two or three. That way you have somebody to fall back on for cultural references. Yeah, but how do you get elected in these communities? Let's say you start in... This is No, as this a rep- is... As a congressional this is, representative. This, is, this wouldn't be an election. This would be um, almost like a requirement, like a public service to like a... Like almost an internship. If you want to go run for office... You need to have experience in these communities before you can put your name on a ballot. So I don't give a fuck how you get it, whether you take an internship somewhere and get it, or if you volunteer in these communities. This is the experience that you need before you run for office. Because when you get in office, you make decisions that don't only affect your culture, you make decisions that affect every culture in this United States. The United States is a melting pot. It's not all white, not all black. Not all Asian, not all Hispanic or Latino. It affects everybody. So if we can get somebody to understand 
the differences of all these people, I think we'll be all right when it comes to making laws and rules and regulations and shit like that. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that's a tall order. Oh, yeah, you got I them mean, right of this. Our political environment right now is just not set up for that. No, it's our political environment is separated in two sides, Democrats and Republicans. And all that means is all the white people are on the Republican side and there's white and black people on the Democrat side. You might get a couple of Negroes sprinkled around on the Republican side, maybe a couple of Hispanics, maybe a couple of Chinese or Asians. That's it. The majority of the Republican Party, 97, 98, 99% white males, white females. Democrats, white, black, Asian, yeah, but Latino. Still majority white. Definitely. Yeah, I would say majority white because of the population of people in the country. White people outnumber everybody. Uh, but the percentages are different. Well, the biggest discrepancy there is money, right? Yeah, like, I mean, money too. And it's on both sides. You don't run it for office unless you got money. Right. Well, because I mean, just the party. I, just, I don't mean the... So at this point, I'm not talking about the representatives. I'm talking about the uh, affiliates, like the people who belong to the party, like the voters. Oh, okay. yeah, I'm talking about the voters. I'm not talking about the. Uh, oh, I thought you were actually talking yeah, no. about elected officials. No, no, they're, no, no, no. Let's not be confused. Democratic and Republican, they're all rich as fuck. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that's what so I'm saying. if you if you really don't understand how America is broken down, America is broken. There's only one real war that is being fought, okay, and it is. The war of classism. There's the rich classism. versus the poor. That's all it is. That's all it is. And what we are experiencing right now is a transfer of wealth. Money from the middle class and the poor going to the rich. That's what we have. That's, that's the real war in America right now. The fact of the matter is you and myself and every other working schmo, schmuck, we're not rich. So what do we fight about? We fight about the topic that keeps us blinded from the real problem, the real issue in America, and we fight about race. Rich people fight about money. Poor people fight about race. <laughs> it is what it is. It's a very uh, simplistic view. Oh, yeah. That I can't... Rich people fight about money. I can't wholeheartedly... Disagree Poor with people it. Fight but, about race. And, that, and that's just me just generalizing it. No, I know. There's a lot of shit that's fucked up. But if we really look at the big problem here, rich people running the country, doing whatever the fuck they want for their rich buddies, giving them fucking breaks, and they still make money over money over money, while poor people and middle class people have to bust their ass every day just to make ends meet. And like that's the that's the yeah. real war we need to be fighting. But like I said, rich people fight and argue about money and classism and uh, poor people fight about race. <laughs> That's what we're bonded by. To steal a quote from Caddyshack, the world needs ditch diggers too. And that's you and me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, listen, the foundation of capitalism is, is built on labor, right? You're always going to have... What kind of labor? Let's go back to the original capitalism. Slave labor. I know. It's uncomfortable to say it. I get it. Well, 
No, Which no. white people built this country that, on the backs of slaves? No, no, but that in and of itself was a money-making venture. You got them right. Hence the Civil War. Did I say, the North had to stop that shit. It actually wasn't free, if you think about it, because there was money in the, tr- there was money in the slave trade. Money it exchanged hands. It was free, and I'm going to tell you why. No, so, yeah, you're so right. Pay, I mean, they you paid. Might, so let's say you bought a slave for $1,000. Yes. You bought two, male and female. Right, I know, $1, I, get it. I know where you're going. They breed, have five, six kids, ten kids. They breed, have ten kids. They yep. breed, have ten kids. So yeah, it, it might have cost you an initial investment of a thousand dollars, but right. eventually you you yield two hundred, three hundred fucking slaves over a course of understood. It's terrible years. The, the, the concept of the business is awful, right? and we don't need to go down that road again because I completely agree with you. But uh, in and of itself, it wasn't entirely free. There was a cost associated with it. It was a minimum investment. I wouldn't even call it a cost. Well, it's a, it's horrible to say, but it was just as much of a cost. And you've made this comparison too, as livestock is, right? If you're yeah, it, you're getting sold, it was an and investment like livestock. That's the same thing. It's still a fucking cost. It's it's terrible. I don't know if I call it a cost. I say it's a Best, yeah, I get where you're going. We're speaking literally. I, yeah, all right. I mean, we take it literally, we walk down that road. Right. But what I'm saying is, back to my original point, is that capital is it's built on the backs of others, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it takes a guy running a company to be the captain of that ship and make all these decisions, but he still needs all the labor underneath him to execute. One guy can't do it all, right? I mean, that's just how the capitalist environment is set up. No, I agree. And you can't name a better system. See, that's the problem. And if, if, if right now there's a narrative that's out there that's saying socialism is the answer. And we've seen that play out so many different times throughout history, and it never works. It never works. It's so attractive. Equality is this really sexy word. Everyone can get behind that idea, right? The, on paper, socialism looks great, you know? It just never works. It breeds a lack of incentive. And when you don't have incentive, if me and you are making the same money and you're working four times as hard as me, at some point, the smart guy's going to go, why the fuck do I keep working four times as hard as this guy? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to get the same amount of money. And then you're relying on a government to establish price points for various things, food, healthcare. Government can't get out of its own way. And if you think the government is good at setting price points for shit, go look up GSA. Go look <laughs> up a GSA contract. It's a where they charge you $30 for one pencil. Yep. Government contracts, scams. Yeah. Four times as much money to do the same job for a government contract yep. as it would be in the private sector. Yeah. It, it's funny. The government itself, if you look at the way it's formed, actually kind of is a, a mini form of socialism. Everyone gets paid the same. It doesn't matter if you're a really hard worker 
or if you're not, there's no mm-hmm. such thing as bonuses in the government. There are, but they're very minute in comparison to private are sector there, bonuses. Are you, there bonuses? You actually I've can. I've never seen a bonus. You can get a bonus, but it's usually SES level or above. I mean, you're talking people that are pretty high up in the government. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, those are the ones that are getting bonuses, right? Yeah, I, I, like they're already making three hundred thousand dollars a year. You need a yeah. fifty thousand dollar bonus. Everybody the in the government, you know, if you're in a specific schedule and classification, makes the same money, regardless of whether you're a terrible employee or a good employee, and you can't get fired from the government. That's socialism. <laughs> you can get fired from the government. It's hard. It's very hard. But uh, I'll, I'll try to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> you should. <laughs> Very hard to get fired from the government. Um, in fact, Trump—that's something Trump's trying to change. He wants it to make it, or uh, wants to you make it very Donald Trump. easy. Ugh. Huh? Huh? What did you say? What? You said Trump's trying to change it. He's trying to make it much huh. easier for federal employees to be fired and reprimanded. Listen, why do you look at me like that? No, I'm just saying. Like, I want to go grab beers with this guy. Listen, don't, man. Listen, don't come I at me with a Trump derangement. I didn't say anything. Just I, I drank my name. coffee. I drank my coffee while you were talking. That was it. You drank your coffee with that smart-ass grin on your face. <laughs> I can't drink a smile, bro. Like me and Trump go walking down the sidewalk holding hands, skipping. <laughs> it's just not, it's not reality. Yeah. But, you. uh. Anyhow, we got off track. Way off track. <laughs> I have this note that I wrote while you were talking earlier. Uh-huh. So to come back full circle. This is, oh, see, you got your pad. Now you write shit down. Well, I've been doing this. No, but, you uh, didn't. At one time you said you lost your thought. And I said you got to get a pad to write it down. For like episodes four or five or six. So somehow we're all the way. How, how far are we in? Close to an hour. <laughs> We've only done one topic. <laughs> that no, was written we down. We did. One uh, topic. How the fuck did we get we there? We started talking about what my Indian buddy yeah. had written in. How the fuck did we get all the way over there? It's crazy. <laughs> but to come full circle, back to that. Uh-huh. I've noticed that there seems to be more black dudes dating white chicks mm-hmm. than black women dating white guys. Mm-hmm. Now, this is just an observation f- from me. Is mm-hmm. that true? Would you would you would say, say that's yeah. true? And I why? would say yeah. Uh, I think again, it goes to the stereotypes and the stigma that black women are angry and all that shit like that, which they're not. They're not angry. They're strong, they're opinionated, they're strong-willed, but they're not angry. I think a lot of men are... There are black men that are intimidated by black women, so I know there are white men that are intimidated by black women. Um, The only real explanation I can give you for that is that a lot of black women don't exercise their right or option to date outside their race. They can if they want. I mean, like... Well, they catch a lot of shit for it, like you were saying? 
I mean, you're going to catch the average amount of shit that anybody else is going to catch for it. You know? Uh, but I, I, I honestly just believe that most women, most black women just don't exercise their right. They can do that. They can, they can date outside their race if they want. I think it's just a personal choice for them that they want to date a black man. Um, just like when white women date black men, it's a personal choice for them. They want to date a black man, you know, or if they want to date a white man, they want to date a white man. Like, um, I don't think a lot of white dudes have a lot of balls to go and approach. Well, first of all, men, you got to understand men. Like a woman can be very attractive and a group of guys, group of guys, two or three can be sitting in a bar across from the most attractive woman they've ever seen. And none of them will have the balls to go over and talk to her. They're all, dude, look at that chick. She's so hot. My man, look at her. She's so fucking gorgeous. And they'll stare at her all night long and won't fucking approach her. They'll stare at her, make, be, make it all fucking weird. But none of them have the balls to go and say, excuse me, miss. You are absolutely beautiful. Can I buy you a drink? Or sit down and talk to them? Because number one, they probably think she's already got a boyfriend. Or number two, they don't have the confidence to go and strike up a conversation. Or... Number three, they've been rejected before. It don't matter. Life is about rejections. Life is about rejections. As a man, you can't be a fail. You can't be afraid to fucking be rejected and fail. You gotta get over that shit. A hundred percent. That's your job. Your job is to keep going to a motherfucker tell you no. But you know, a lot of people don't get back up on that horse. But you got see that. That's what bothers me. I used to hear people say, "Oh, I can't date her." Or, or you're dating her, like, oh, she's out of your league, or she's out of my league. There's no such thing as leagues. People date to the level of their confidence. Whatever you're confident about, that's what you're going to go get. That's mm-hmm. it. You got to, listen, she tells you no, she tells you fucking no. But she told you no. Versus you're not saying nothing to her. She thinks you're attractive. That could be your goddamn wife. True. You'll never know. Open your fucking mouth. There's a song, a country song. Don't be falling in love as she's walking away. Cause your heart won't tell your mouth to tell your mind what it should say. No, heart won't tell your mind uh, to tell your mouth what it should say. Many lost the battle. Okay. Live the fu- Don't be falling in love as she's walking away. Okay. It's a, I think it's Zach Brown Band. I get it. I have heard it. Yeah, it's a good fucking song. Mm-hmm. I had to take my headphones off because it was fucking up my time and trying to deliver it. And yeah, I, and my keys. It's hard to deal with the headphones. Either. Yeah. So when we so when we produce, we have headphones and and we hear our voices also, but it's on a one second delay. So it throws my time off, especially when I'm trying to sing a goddamn song, and it, it just throws me off. I don't want you to just think I just sound like shit all the time. I sing all day long, but mm-hmm. uh, it it fucks me up. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like people, dude. Man, open your fucking mouth and say something. Yeah. But that's just that's how I go. No, I think people in general have a hard time striking up a conversation out of thin air, especially with a very beautiful woman. You know, that's intimidating. Uh, no, it's not intimidating. It's, you have to be comfortable it's not with yourself. You. Huh? It's not intimidating you. It's not intimidating Because to I'm me. comfortable with myself. I know where my, so I know where my strengths lie, right? I, I learned this at a young age in life. I have some friends who male who are male friends that when they walk in a room, women be like, holy shit, who the fuck is that? Who's that? And I've watched women throw themselves at my friends. Like, like, yo, like, like this motherfucker was, you know, 
a Greek god or something. I had a lot of friends in my life like that. That's not my strength. That's not who I am. I don't think I'm ugly. I'm a good six and a half, seven. Oh, <laughs> on, are you? Yeah, You're I'm seven. A, I'm a, uh, oh. I, I, I can push a seven. Look good there. <laughs> I can get to a seven. You just uh, rated yourself. Yeah, I can get to a seven. Uh, but I know where my strength lies. My strength lies in my personality and my ability to connect with people and interact with people. So you might not never, I might not never walk in a room and people be like, women be like, oh my God, who the fuck is that? That guy is gorgeous. That's not my, that's not never my strength. No, I'm not, not, one that, time I'm in my not life. that guy. I'm the like, oh, he's funny. Oh, oh my God, how my panties get off? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm that guy. Like, I, like I gotta use my personality and try yeah. to use my charm. Like, I have That's, to use my my personality. Period. My characteristics. Listen, you're staring at my face right now. You know that's not my game either. And I never walked in a room <laughs> <laughs> and had any women come up to me and be like, "Oh, damn, we need to go hook up." Yeah, no, that's never no, been no. my game. Me either. My own wife. Rejected me for several months <laughs> before we got together. You know, um, it's always been my personality. These big ass ears. Listen, you call yourself like a six or a seven. I'm like a three, bro. Yeah, well, take we can get in life. Fuck it. I don't have a good hand. Yeah, well, in that I department. Mean, it, it all. It's all about. Our confidence. You, you you date to your level of confidence, and and surprisingly, it's women too. You you have you bro. You'll be surprised how many like very attractive women have very low self esteem and like don't see like how gorgeous they are. Well, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, listen, women can be cruel though too. Let's not oh yeah, well, let's not beat around the bush there. You know, true. my wife is a very kind person. Like she told me to f off. In a very nice way. Too nice because I kept coming back. <laughs> and I wore down my personality. But we've all had those women, like, before I met my wife, I try to strike up a conversation with at a bar or a party or something. And you just get straight laughed at. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's part yeah. of life. Get away from me, Dumbo. That's yeah. cool. My flap over here. <laughs> that's what I say. That's cool. Well, I'll flap over here. <laughs> Have a nice night. And that's what I do. Yeah, I em. shake it off. I don't take it personally. No. Um, you can't take it personally. You know what I mean? No. But you know all that tells me. I don't want to be with your ass anyhow. That's the kind of cruel person you are. Fuck you. That's the way you got to look at it. Mm. That's, uh, that's funny you say that because it reminds me of a story my father used to tell me when I was younger. It's called Sour Grapes. Yeah. It's about this wolf. He uh, was walking through the woods one day and he saw these grapes hanging from a vine. He was like, man, those grapes look good. And he wanted them. So he ran, jumped at them, couldn't reach them. And he went back, jumped at them again, couldn't reach them. Tried a little harder, jumped at them again, still couldn't reach them. And when the wolf realized there was no chance of him getting the grapes, he was like, fuck them grapes. <laughs> they probably sour anyway. Yeah. It walked off. That's me. <laughs> On that wolf. <laughs> so that's the story of sour grapes. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the grapes. <laughs> hey. Yeah. So, so we got another topic. I want to get into it because this this was very interesting to me. 
Where are we at? This was. Uh, I want to go to uh, the marriage topic. Oh, okay. Rodell, right. I wish we had, I wish we would have segue into that just a little, you know, more fluently instead of just saying. Don't oh, matter. But I guess somebody write, wrote this topic in. What, what did they say? Uh, is marriage as valued in the black culture as the white culture? The answer is yes. Okay, explain. Because there's, there's nothing to explain. I'm going to bring up your favorite topic here: statistics. Statistics. Yeah, and I'm, I got I got an argument for it. Go. Yeah, because right now, especially everywhere you look, you read, you hear, they talk about the lack of father figures in the black community, mm-hmm. right? Strong male role models. Um, so with that, what's your thought? That's bullshit again. This, these what. statistics are just false and bullshit. Like, look, look at black. So marriage is very important in the black community. We don't do it lightly. Even if you go back to slavery, they had to get permission to get married. They had to go fall in love and ask, Master, can I marry her? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, some of the older traditions, like even during slavery, into, I guess, to consummate the marriage, they had to jump over a broom. You ever hear that? They jump over a broom. Uh, some, some black, it sounds familiar. Some black weddings, yeah. they still do it. They still jump over a broom. Marriage is very important to black communities, and they keep saying these. They keep saying these uh, statistics that oh yeah, marriage isn't as important to black people as it is well, to white people. The statistic is not that do they value it or is it important because I'm sure that they would all agree that it is. Mm-hmm. I think the statistics point more towards what's actually happening, and. And how like, do you get that statistic? Like, that, like are you, are you knocking on the door like, hey, are you married? Th- this is... Like, where are they getting the numbers from? Well, and this is the argument that we had several episodes ago about statistics. Like, where are they getting the numbers? That and I don't know. That's what I'm saying. So, and like, if they ask if black people value marriage, yes, they value marriage. They value just as much as white people. But you ever think it's funny that there's more white people in this country than there is black people? And the statistic, if we're doing air quotes, 50% of marriages end up in divorce. Is and that if, still true? Yeah. And if white people outnumber black people, then who doesn't really value marriage if you really want to talk about number-wise and statistics? Because white people make up a smaller percentage of that. So that's what I'm saying. Like these numbers and these so-called air quote, as I'm doing air quote, statistics are just political propaganda to force a certain narrative to try to be like, oh, to create this opinion of black people. Like, oh, this is this is what we want you to believe about black people. Black father figures. Think about like how many how many black people you know? Let's let's look let's look at you, for instance, mm-hmm. black people that you know at your at your job. You and I work together. Me. Mm-hmm. Do I have children? Yes. Do I have a father that I talk about? Yes. I'm active in my children's lives? Yes. My father's active in my life. Right? Yes. That's me. That's one black guy. There's another black guy. I work closer with on initials Whiskey Lima. Doesn't have children, mm-hmm. right? He has a father. His mm-hmm. father's active in his life. That's two black people. That's the two black people you know. Let's mm-hmm. see, is any other black people you know? Sure. Who? 
he moved down to uh, St. Croix. Yeah. Do you know his home life? His father's no, active. His father's active in his life. He doesn't have kids either. Right. That's three black people, random they, from all parts of the country. But they're also. Well, they're also what? I'm saying. I mean, they're not married. You're right. the only one with kids. I'm the only one with kids, but they have father figures in their lives. Understood. And they're all from three different parts of the country. And, and they're all are, very successful. All very successful. Mm-hmm. But these are three random black people, men, black men, that you would not have known if you never came here. We didn't know each other. We all came from different parts. And the constant thing is, I'm a father, yeah. But we all have fathers that are active in our lives and we're active in our lives. And I'm not saying that everybody does because some people don't. But if you look at statistics right now, you're batting 100 for 100. You're batting 1,000 when it comes to father figures being active in their life. So when it comes to these people saying these statistics, like there's no father figures, well, who the fuck are y'all talking to? Yeah, well, Because it doesn't necessarily have to be... I have nieces and nephews. I have five nieces and nephews and they all have their fathers in their lives. But guess what? If their fathers weren't around, guess who's here? Me and my and my father. And we are now father figures. So you can't say that, all right, you know, you want to try to use dads? Dads are here. Dads are around. You don't see them. You know, you don't see them for whatever reason. You don't see them. They don't get dads don't get the glory. Look at the fucking Father's Day. What do you get? Look at Mother's Day. You get a fucking parade. You get a whole nice day out at a fancy restaurant. Shit's crowded everywhere. There's flowers all in the streets. There's cars, there's candies, there's beers. beers. On Father's Day, what do you get? A fucking necktie and a barbecue. That's it. That's it. So fathers aren't really recognized. So, so where are you getting these numbers from when it comes to black fathers? Well, and if you want to say... If you want to say welfare, maybe, because I don't think you're allowed to be on welfare if you have a significant other. So maybe they'll leave them off so they can get welfare. But then look at the people who are on welfare. There's more white people on welfare than there's black people. So where are you getting these statistics from? Yeah. I mean, the statistics argument is a different argument. Well, I don't, I don't want to argue statistics. Well, I don't want to argue but, statistics, but what I'm saying is... But it's a part of this. When, when they're saying that there's no uh, black fathers around... Well, who are you talking to? Well, I, nobody's saying there's there's no black fathers around. Well, the, the, the narrative they're trying to push is the black father figure is absent in the black community, which is completely false. There are some communities where, all right, yeah, there's some there's a lot of children that do not have their fathers in their life. I get that, but um, that's not the majority of the people. Now, that's you a small case. I, I guess my only pushback to that would be and again I don't know where they're getting these numbers I don't know if they're knocking door to door and going up in you name a neighborhood in North Philly I just don't think they're doing that Um, but if you take the most socioeconomically depressed neighborhood in this city which you did not come from which, Actually, I came from North Philly, which was the yeah, ghetto. Yeah, but what I'm saying, I don't, it's not, there has to be, there's a layer underneath you. I, I had to believe that. Did you grow up in a, where there, where there was a drug boy on every corner? I lived literally next door to a drug house. Yes. Okay. 
Like to the point where the police would raid the drug house every Thursday morning at 4 a.m. To the point where one dude tried to jump from the second story window to avoid the police landing in our backyard, broke both his ankles. <laughs> the police had to come in my in the house. Broke his ankles. Both broke his ankles. They had to knock on the door, ask my grandmother, "Can they come through the house?" They had him in the backyard. If you know anything about North Philly, the backyards, the alleyways are full of trash. You can't go through the alleyways. They had to come in our house, go through the living room, walk through the kitchen, go through the back door, handcuff this asshole. Walk him back out. Walk him back out through the house with broken ankles. <laughs> yeah. I lived in fuck. I lived in the hood. Yes. Okay. All right. For North Carlisle Street. Right All right. Here. Well, let me. Oh, shit. I probably shouldn't get it out there. <laughs> I got to edit that out. All right. Um. All right, well, let me rewrite the question then. When you were growing up, would you say that your household was the exception, not the rule? No, my household was one of many that was structured like mine. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, What about right now? Right now is different. Okay. Right now is different. So For take personal your reasons, I'm not going to put on the air, but it was, right now is different. Okay, but I'm just saying... Let's take your neighborhood in 2020. Okay. Would you say that your household would be the exception or the rule? My household is the, the rule right now. Like it's... In 2020. Yeah, the way it is in now. In the same like, neighborhood you grew up in. I'm in a different neighborhood now. No, no. The one you grew up in. In 2020. It would be, it would be the rule just with less people now. Really? Before it was, it was so you the rule, still have, it was more people. A full family dynamic yeah. in most of the well, you households. Gotta understand, especially in, um, like, when you get down to, like, the, the black neighborhoods, there was a lot of generations in one house. There's a mom, a grandma, an uncle, cousins, kids. Like, there was a lot of people in one house. Like, when I was coming up, there's like 10 people in a three-bedroom house. Right. The family dynamic was there. It was, it was there. That's what I'm saying. So, where are you getting these, where are these people getting these? And, and my house was like that. My neighbor's house was like that. My buddy's house with my friends, his house was like that. Well, then, we all live with cousins and brothers and sisters and shit like that. Aunts and uncles. Well, another argument I hear, it's not really an argument, it's just another fact or statistic that gets thrown around is the mass incarceration, right? Mm -hmm. If you have all these black males that get locked up for various crimes, mm -hmm. um, would that contribute to of course it a would. lack of a of course father it would. figure? Of course it would. So does that being play present, into that? Being present, yeah. No, because there's other people in the community, other people in the family. So yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's that's a major part. But then that's that's when they started the whole crime on drugs thing to fuck with black people. Because like I said before, if you don't know that the CIA is responsible for pumping crack cocaine into the black communities, shame on you. Go do the research. Look at how the CIA tried to fund the Contra through drug money because Congress wouldn't give them money. This went to court. This was a thing. This isn't no black people down fucking 19th and Gerard ain't getting cocaine from Columbia. They're just not doing it. They were bringing cocaine in on government planes, on fucking military planes. Like, uh, this isn't. And then they started the war on drugs. They started heavily policing black communities again and arresting people left and right. So people were hooked on crack, people were hooked on cocaine, people were hooked on heroin. They were getting locked up, getting records, getting released, getting hooked on heroin, getting locked up, getting released, getting hooked on heroin, getting locked up, getting released, never getting help. But now 
you look at it now and it's like, oh, rich white kids are now getting hooked on heroin. They're not supposed to be doing that. We need to help them. We're not going to lock them up. They're, they're not criminals. They're sick. So now everything changes. So now it's not a war on drugs anymore. It's a, oh, it's a war on opiates and we need to help them. It's a sickness. It's a, it's a, this country makes different rules for black citizens than it does for the white citizens. Period. Are you through Alex Jones? No. I, every time I think about this shit, I get fucking upset. Can we get, get back I get on amped up. Because it's so obvious, but nobody talks about it. And nobody wants to like admit it. It's in your face. It's right the fuck there. It's right there. I believe you. Frustrating. You, you put it up on, on our Insta. That's all. Very it. frustrating. I would just wish people do their own fucking research and educate themselves. It's frustrating. I know. Education is the biggest problem. <sighs> right? So, going back to the marriage thing. Go. Well, I think what you're saying, I'm trying to summarize here, is that it's valued it just as valued. much as it is in the white culture. To answer yes. the question. Yes. Um, a couple different variables come into play. Mm -hmm. One is the CIA and crack cocaine. Okay. Apparently. But Apparently? <laughs> oh, you want to do the research? I, no, I, no. I, I charge you to do the research. I've just busted your balls. Don't, um, don't, don't get all sensitive. I'm not getting sensitive. I'm just, you know. And. <laughs> I, I thought, speaking of that, I seen a, like a little joke. I think it was a cartoon or something like that. And it was like, oh, welcome to the CIA. Or it was like a skit. It might have been on YouTube. Like, what, what they really don't tell you about the CIA job application. And then it was like this people playing it out. And it was like, oh, yeah, welcome to the CIA, blah, 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 blah. And it was like, wait, weren't you guys in charge of pumping cocaine into the black community? And the interviewer goes, we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. If I could find it, I'll put it up on Instagram. <laughs> That was one of those things you probably had to be there for. Yeah, yeah. that was funny. I, I, I butchered the joke completely. <laughs> but anyhow, marriage is just as valued. I just think there's some other variables that come into play that mm -hmm. might get in the way of statistics to actually paint that picture, right? The dirty I mean, is that, word. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. And the numbers aren't True and honest. They're skewed. The number, like I said, statistics, I can do whatever I want to a group of numbers to produce the outcome that I'm looking for that would substantiate my argument. Don't matter. Anything. Anything I want. I just wonder if you could go door to door mm -hmm. in the neighborhood you grew up in, in North Philly. Mm -hmm. Okay. You took that data set. And then you went door to door in, I don't know, pick a more affluent neighborhood in Philly. Uh, okay. Um, I don't know, Society Hill. Okay. And the simple question is is the head of the household a male father? No, something, you can't, something you can't, along these lines. You can't lines. do that. Why? Because the Why dynamics. And the financial structure of most families in North Philly 
is nowhere near the dynamics of financial structure of people in Society Hill. That's my point. People in Society Hill, their houses are $2 million. The average house in North Philly is a HUD home for maybe forty, sixty thousand. 60000 So that's you, you got to look point. at it. So that would go back to... It's socioeconomic. The, the, yeah, that would it's go back race. to socioeconomics and the wealth. So well, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm misunderstanding what point you're trying to make. My point is, in a lower socioeconomic neighborhood, mm-hmm. I, I think statistics would support. Now, again, without actually going and knocking on doors and asking that simple question, a yes or no answer, if there's children in the household, is the father figure live with you? Are you married? And are they here? Right? On well, a have, the father figure don't have to live with them as long as they're involved. Okay. Either way. Is there a father figure involved? I but, don't live with... I don't, oh, we're talking I don't, marriage. So I don't live with my daughter. But, right? but the question so was let, marriage. No, let's, let's just let's get this So last year, my daughter was fucking up in school royally towards the end of the year to the point where she had like F's in her class because they had the homeschool and she's decided that she wasn't going to do any more goddamn work. I, was, I don't live in the house. Teachers emailed me like, yo, she is fucking slipping off into the deep end. Guess what I had to do? Get on my horse, go to her house every fucking morning to make sure her ass was up for homeschool, doing her fucking schools. And we brought her grades back up from a fucking F to A's and B's within two or three weeks. Mm -hmm. So the father figure doesn't have to live in a home. He just has to be active in the life. That's it. Okay. That's but, it. But the question is marriage. And I think if you say you're married, you assume that you're living in the same household as your wife, as your Negative. spouse. Negative. I have coworkers who... No, no, no. Yeah. I'm just talking in generality here. If, if, if I tell you that I'm married, you assume that I live the with assumption. my wife. Okay. There's something. Okay. okay. That, I mean, that, that's what we're going on here. I, okay. If, if I don't have that, I don't have anything. You, you got to have some sort of a assumed base, right? Again, assumed statistics. Understood. Anything that could be made I'm not talking up. about a divorce and still an involved father. Okay. You could be a great father and not be married to somebody. That that's not the that's not the question here. The question was marriage. Is marriage yeah, is value? And marriage is value. Um, and if you went to these neighborhoods, I think more so than race, it comes down to money and socioeconomics. And demo, it, it doesn't come. Well, it doesn't also come down to race. apples to oranges because Society Hill isn't a black neighborhood. It's a white, predominantly white neighborhood. There's, I'm sure, there's plenty of affluent black people live in Society Hill. Let's not forget this. Come on. No. Now, the, the, are they a majority? Uh, no. Yeah, but that's you can't so say you that. Would have to, so you would have to say if you want to do that, then you would have to go look at uh, lower socially, low socially economic neighborhood predominantly black to a affluent black neighborhood and then go compare apples to okay. apples. Do you that. have to do that. You wouldn't, you couldn't do it from okay. North Philly. And then I was just thinking, I was just thinking of a neighborhood in Philly just to keep it local. Okay. No. Let's say, look, you, I would say go to South Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then go to society Hill. Look at that. Or like Northwest. Even there's a blue collar. There's a blue collar neighborhood. Northwest. What part of Northwest? Like like way out, like right on the city limits. Um, like Overbrook? Like, uh, yeah. Roxborough? Yes. Okay. Okay, middle class. That's not really... Yeah, it's middle class. 
It's working class neighborhood. Okay. You got to give me like, right? It's working yeah, class. I get that. Yeah. And I'd say it's probably a, a pretty fair mix of black and white people there. Roxborough, yeah. Yeah. Roxborough got a good mix. Um, and I'd say definitely a, a different economic structure there than there is in the neighborhood you grew up in North Philly. Now, if you, economic, yeah. Yeah. So you took the same question, right, that we already discussed in both neighborhoods, I think you would find that statistics would support or your answers would support that in the more depressed neighborhood, you're going to have a lot less male role models and father figures and marriages. Mm -mm. I would, again, have to disagree with that. Okay. That's where I grew up. There was nothing but I, I, no, I, I gave you the story. You grew up there. You you just told me it's a different neighborhood now. No, but I'm just saying. But what I'm saying is, throughout the podcast, I've told you of times where you know I was fucking around the neighborhood. A perfect example when I told you me and my buddy was spinning glass bottles and stepping them. That block captain Miss Skip was a lady. She whooped my ass. She took me home. My parents weren't there. My uncle was there. My uncle beat my ass. So my father wasn't there, but my uncle was there that day. So it wasn't like I'm not sure what you're arguing with me about. Like I my, my the, the question here is is marriage valued? Yeah. The, and, and, and my point is that it isn't racial. My point that is is it's economics. It's money. It comes no, down to working class. No, because poor poor black people get married all the time. It's not it's not economics. I'm sure they do. But I think if you took a true survey and they gave honest answers whether it's white say, black, i would have to say no because black, black people you're gonna have, have been less poor. marriages no no that's not the case black people have been getting married since slavery is what i'm trying to get you to understand when they had nothing and, and the only way they could get married was ask for permission poor black people no black people no matter if they were rich or mm. they were dirt fucking poor have been getting married for decades after decades after decades in this country. So what I'm saying is the numbers that they're getting or they're going by is bullshit because there's married black people everywhere. It doesn't matter how much money you got, but poor black people get married all the time. People get married in houses. People elope. People get married in justice of the peace. The money has nothing to do with it. You don't think so? I, I know so. It's got to be a different environment now than it was. No, it's back not. It's not. The, the, no, it's not. I mean, it potentially be very expensive to get married. Let's say you get married if at you, 18 years you, old. If you go to traditional and route and have a big-ass wedding of 20, no, no. of 100 guests, yeah, Forget that's the expensive. Marriage. Forget the wedding. Uh-huh. It's the divorce that is scary well, for that's people. not the marriage. That's the divorce. That's, that's completely different. But that's a cost of marriage. No, that's not a cost of marriage. That's a cost of divorce. You don't get married that's saying- a potential. You don't- but that's not part of the marriage. You don't get married saying, all right, in five years, we got a plan for our divorce in five years. No. Divorce is part of divorce. That's not part of marriage at all. But there's a lot of people that hesitate to get married because they're afraid fine. to get divorced. Which is fine. But that has nothing to do with the fact that black people get married whether they have money or they don't. Divorce has nothing to do well, with I, marriage. Again, divorce is a... You keep throwing black people in. I don't think it has well, anything that, to do with race. That was the question. The question was... No, no. Is, is marriage valued right. in, in black culture? You're right. So my argument, though, is that it's economics, 
and, and I'm telling you, it's not economics. Because I, like I said, race. I grew up poor, and there was a lot of broke black married people. There's a lot of broke white people that are married. It's not economics. It's do I want to get married? Do I love this person enough to fucking want to spend the rest of my life with? Money has never been, uh, unless we're talking like the fucking Victorian age when you couldn't marry a motherfucker unless he was of means <laughs> and made 8,000 pounds a year. And his, his family name was like christened upon the village and everybody. Like that shit, yeah. But, you know, that's when there's fucking lords and ladies and, and galas and rich white people. Uh, all that shit, like, you know, back then, yeah. But broke people have been getting married for years. Economics has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. I don't know. I disagree. I, I... Look at look at the old shows, bro. Old TV shows. Look at Good Times. They lived in the projects. No, no. I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. You, I'm not saying that because you're poor, you I don't get, get married. I, but you're saying it's an economic saying, Statistically, thing. you're going to have more marriages in... A middle class, upper middle class, and affluent community than you are. Oh, I can see where you're going with that. that that's really I my. See, I can see. I can see where you're going point. with that. I, I mean, can see where you're going. With I'm that. not saying a poor community is void of it. That's absurd. I, I see where you're going with that. All right. I mean, and and my point is, it doesn't matter whether it's a a poor black community, or a poor white community, or a poor Asian community, whatever it is. If you I ever saw have poor Asian, I've never saw a poor marriages. Asian community in the United States. For Asian community? Yeah, not in the United States. I haven't seen one. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I've never seen one. <laughs> That's true. I don't know. <laughs> You're right. I so, mean, the Chinese are coming over and buying everything. Cash. Like $400,000, dollars $600,000 houses cash. Well, I think we owe China something like $200 trillion. I'm exaggerating. Crazy but. how much money they have. Um. They're ruining the real estate market in certain areas. It's wild, particularly California. They just come in. You can't eat unless you got cash. You're not buying a house in California right now. You can't even afford a house. Yeah. Like well, because because you'll have a Chinese or an Asian family come in. Boom. Oh, you want this house for 750k? I got cash right here. It's crazy. It's nuts. And it's happening in uh, college towns now too. Hmm. Because yeah, that's where down the temple, they're buying up everything. They just buy up and they houses around these communities. Cash. It's mm -hmm. nuts. America, land of opportunity. So, Kingdom. I don't Fuck know. It. I hope we answered that person's question. I don't think we did. My take on it is economics. Your take on it is that the statistics are bullshit and that marriage is as valued. And I do believe that yeah. it is as valued. I don't it think it has anything to do with that. My father is a pastor. I think I've seen more black marriages in my life than pretty much anybody. I, I will almost bet that I've seen more black marriages in my life than almost anybody. And I've seen them from people who were well off, and I've seen them from people who were fucking dirt poor. Mm -hmm. And uh, now, anecdotally, I was talking to a black dude one time. Mm -hmm. And he told me he had 37 kids, 14 different women. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. That's what just, the fuck? That's just trifling at that point. That's out of control. That is bad. That's a stereotype, too, and that's bad. Yeah. So It's a real situation, uh, but it's anecdotal. I'm not saying that's... 
Comedy. I mean, shit happens. Like I'm not. But, I'm no angel. I have two. I have two children by two different women. Right. And it wasn't wasn't planned. Like oh yeah, I'm a. I'm. I was just out here slinging dick left and right. Like <laughs> it was just certain circumstances that pulled me away from uh, each relationship that. You know, you know, some was my fault, some weren't my fault, and then it played out the way it played out. Uh, I, I was actually engaged once, so it was like, you and you're know, young. I was younger. You yeah. know, um, shit happens like that. But like I said, they they like to point the fingers at black people. I can tell you a lot of white females who's got multiple kids by multiple men, and a lot of white males who have multiple kids by multiple females. But for some reason. When it comes to black folks, that's who they want to point the finger at. Like, oh, look at those what? Negroes. <laughs> those, uh, you know, those folks. Uh, but I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. That's cool. All right. Well, I hope we helped you out there to whoever wrote that question in. Whoever sent their bullshit-ass question in. <laughs> no, it wasn't bullshit. Thank you for it. All right, let's wrap it up. Visit us, askablackguy.com. Look for the merch store. Follow us at Ask a Black Guy. Write in a suggestion. Fill out the topic of the week. Let us know what you think. And uh, thanks for listening. And thank you for listening. Until next time. See you. Again, folks, Ask a Black Guy is brought to you by our sponsors, Stateside Vodka. Absolutely. Stateside Vodka is the fastest craft spirit growing company in Pennsylvania. And better than that, they're actually stationed in Philadelphia. Did you know that? They're in Kinsden, Old Kinsden, 1700 North Hancock. That's right. It is potentially the smoothest vodka I've ever drank in my life. No yeah, bullshit. No shit. It's distilled seven times, bro. So to get put it into perspective, Great Goose is distilled five times. Ciroc is distilled five times. This costs half both those bottles, and it's distilled seven times. Sing this, it, brother. This is smoother than oils on a baby's ass sliding on a glass of ice in the wintertime. And I know something about smooth. This shit is gluten-free and is with minerals and electrolytes. The same amount of electrolytes as Gatorade. So you can drink and be taken care of, hydrated, and, you know, be drinking. You can't beat that. Stateside vodka. You got to get some. Absolutely. You buy it online right now, which is one of the few ways to actually purchase this due to COVID. They are doing delivery and pickup. All you got to do, go online, statesidevodka.com, type in our promo code, AABG10. AABG10 at checkout. And you will get a 10% off coupon. Robato Vodka. Stateside Vodka. This is definitely the smoothest vodka I've ever tasted in my life. You guys definitely need to jump on it and try it out. And then comment on the show. Let us know how you like it. All right, folks, check it out. StatesideVodka.com. Stay hydrated.